Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you are all doing well. In today's episode, we are taking a closer look at what it takes to establish and maintain inner peace. And I've broken this episode into two parts, the first of which will be a discussion of the top four contributing factors to chaos in people's lives, followed by some practices that you can implement to maintain a calm presence among all of the chaos. So let's jump right into four of the biggest contributing factors to modern day chaos. The first of which is the race of time. One of the biggest tragedies in life is our false perception and fear of falling behind. You see this all around you where people are pushing for an end result out of fear of missing out on on an opportunity without even contemplating whether it's something that they truly want or is even good for them. And this can be applied to any area of life. It can be seen with the education system where so many young people end up with degrees that they have no interest in and can't really do much with. It happens in relationships where a lot of people settle into relationships out of fear of not finding what they're looking for. And further to this point, some actually stay in relationships that are no longer fulfilling out of fear of losing the time that they've invested into that relationship. And it also happens far too often with the idea of having children, which can present so many of its own issues as well, because now you're bringing into the equation a living, breathing, autonomous human being, and unfortunately, sometimes under the wrong intentions. So we can see where just with these examples, how there is such a strong, fearful grasp onto the illusion of time running out. And something that perpetuates this point further is our societal obsession with youth, where there are multi-million dollar industries created for quote-unquote anti-aging, which is such a negative term to begin with because it's teaching us to believe that we should be fighting something that is a completely natural and beautiful part of life. And I find this problem is more so evident in the Western world because with most Eastern cultures, they really celebrate and honor the elders of their community because they are seen as the wisdom holders of that society. And a really cool fact about nature that shows the importance of this point is that the oldest trees in a forest right before they die will release all of their nutrients into the earth as a means for the younger trees to grow, which is such so incredible in its essence. But Really, in our society, we are continually pushing away and creating a bigger divide and conflict between the generations. Now, living a fulfilling life isn't about racing from one checkpoint to another. Life is about the depth and richness of every step of the journey. And so to something that contributes further to this race of time is that our lives are extremely fast paced these days. People's attention span has been reduced to seconds. No one has the patience or capacity to engage in things um, that take time. Everyone is always looking for the shortcuts or ways of biohacking to get to an end result. And again, perhaps out of fear of falling behind, but you can really begin to see already the amount of chaos that this mindset unknowingly or even knowingly is creating in people's lives. Because you end up really racing um, and chasing after an illusion. 
So the second contributing factor is to modern day chaos is comparison. So this is a big one. And the issue with comparison is if you have been doing it long enough, it has become such a deeply rooted habit of yours that you might not even catch yourself doing it. And I know I use social media as an example a lot because it's such a big part of our society. But really, if you look at it, social media itself isn't bad. What makes it damaging to our psyche is how we choose to engage with it. Most people mindlessly scroll through without meaningfully connecting with anyone while simultaneously confirming negative beliefs about themselves or are constantly being fooled to believe that everyone's life, everyone else's life is somehow so much better than theirs. And the crazy part is most people know that social media is a false representation of reality, but they still fall for the trap each and every time that they open various apps. So to give you guys an example, I saw a photo a few years ago of this landscape that was absolutely breathtaking and my first thought was I wonder where this is and when I started to scroll through the comments I noticed that every other comment was pointing out the fact that the photo was clearly photoshopped which is something that I originally didn't pick up on and in that moment I thought imagine how many other photos out there are far from reality and someone who is unaware of this is constantly reaffirming negative beliefs about themselves in the world and remaining stuck in their circumstances because they believe that they can never measure up. But it's not just social media because on a day-to-day basis, hour-to-hour basis sometimes even, most of us are constantly comparing our lives to those around us, which is one of the worst traps that anyone can fall into, where all of your power and attention is shifted outside of you, creating a lot of chaos and disorder within. The third contributing factor to chaos in our modern world is the overdone society. Everything is so accessible and overdone these days that the small celebrations in life are no longer seen as valuable. It's almost like you have to go to great lengths and extreme behavior in order to get recognition and validation if that's what you're after in the first place. And people's threshold for pleasure and happiness has become completely unrealistic. And then people sit there and they wonder why they are feeling so anxious and depressed. Most people have to engage in behavior that is so extreme in order to feel anything at all. We see this far too often with pornography addiction, where the younger population are having a lot of trouble with natural arousal. We see it with people's lifestyle choices and diet where food is beyond accessible. So there is this massive disconnect with not only the consumption of food, but there's very minimal engagement in preparation and appreciation. And I've mentioned this in regards to dating in one of my previous episodes where people are have really exhausted their resources by engaging with so many different people and going on so many different dates that their original drive and spark to a relationship has completely diminished. And I actually heard someone say a little while ago that they no longer get nervous when they go on dates and they just basically are showing up to see if they like the person in the first place. And it's comments like this that are so heartbreaking for me because there are only a few moments and experiences in life that really make you feel alive. And one of those is are, is the initial stages of a relationship and falling in love. And it's been reduced to almost an interview now. 
So on this whole point of an overdone society, what happens is that when we are trying to compete with others and live extreme lives, we are constantly in a sympathetic stress response, which causes a rise in anxiety, which eventually leads to burnout and fatigue and low motivation. So this also causes you to become extremely reactive to your environment as your ability to respond and cope with stress has been tremendously diminished. But the unfortunate part is that most people don't even recognize that they are in this permanent stress response due to their lifestyle choices. And all they see is the end result of why am I not happy? Why am I anxious? Why am I losing my cool over everything? Right? So these are the end result questions that you're asking that really the answer is this didn't happen overnight. It's an amalgamation of the world that we have created for ourselves. The fourth and final contributing factor to modern day chaos is toxic relationships. Now these include any relationship that is toxic in nature, which creates stress, worry, overthinking, loss of personal power and identity. These can be relationships with colleagues, a boss, friends, family, and even a partner. Now, this is one of the most harmful causes of chaos in people's lives because it's so closely tied in with core wounds around identity, shame, codependency, rejection, and abandonment. And this level of chaos may seem as though you are constantly walking on eggshells in life where your peace can be so easily disrupted by the actions of another. And the sad part about this is that you might be doing really well in your life and one interaction with a toxic individual can really disrupt your sense of calm and peace. So becoming aware of these relationships and separating yourself from that behavior can be life-changing. And I know a lot of people that have gone through these experiences and they feel so different and so elated once they've recognized the toxicity that's present in a relationship and learned to separate themselves from it. Now, an important point to keep in mind is that most of the chaos people face in life has to do with something that was external that they have now internalized. So with that in mind, let's move into some of the ways that we can establish inner peace among outer chaos. The first point is to recognize your chaos creators. This is a mindful assessment of what situations you find you lose your sense of common the most. Is it around certain family members? Is it situational? Is it when your limiting beliefs are being challenged? See where you most often fall out of peace and into chaos so you can begin there as a first step. If it's social media, you need to begin to consciously and mindfully engage with social media so that you can catch yourself before that the negativity seeps in and ruins your day. I see a lot of people completely removing social media from their lives, but if you learn to manage your internal state, nothing external should have a significant impact on your inner peace. Point number two is establishing a consistent activity or hobby that helps you to shift into a higher frequency of existence. Now, the highest frequency emotions include love, joy, freedom, empowerment, passion, enthusiasm, belief, and knowledge. So you want to do more of the things that cultivate and elicit these emotions within you. And that can look very different for everyone. So whether it's engaging in healthy relationships, laughing, hiking, drawing, listening to music, prayer, gratitude, and journaling, and so on and so forth. 
Point number three is practicing the pause. And you begin to do this by recognizing that everything exists within you and that energy is constant. So you have the power to change energy from one form to another. So when you feel that your inner state is being challenged, you can simply pause, which allows you to not internalize the external behavior or environment, connect back to your own essence and respond effectively. And in that pause, you can breathe deeply. You can shake it off or you can simply imagine the interaction just bouncing right off of you instead of internalizing it and making it a part of who you are. Point number four is to strengthen the parasympathetic nervous system. This is the rest and digest branch of the autonomic nervous system. And this can happen by increasing your vagal tone, which activates the parasympathetic nervous system and Having higher vagal tone means that your body can relax faster after a stressful event. So activities that stimulate the vagus nerve include cold exposure, laughing, socializing, uh, deep and slow breathing, singing, humming, chanting, gargling, along with a variety of uh, supplements that are very case specific. So I won't give any examples here. You can also focus on doing single tasks very slowly and focusing on one thing at a time to allow you to truly connect to that activity. Point number five is implementing energetic practices. This includes anything from sound therapy, movement medicine, healing touch or energy healing, cleansing exercises, detox and meditation. Now, all of these practices help you to transform your chaotic, energetic state into a more peaceful one. And meditation in particular can be used prophylactically in that it helps you to become a conscious observer of your thoughts so that when something in your environment causes an emotional response, you can better understand the dialogue that takes place and catch yourself before it spirals into a story or a negative belief. And then you end up displaying a charged emotional reaction to that situation. Point number six is connecting to the elements of nature. Connecting to the earth element can look like grounding exercises, setting roots, practicing patience, recognizing that there is a necessary time required between planting a seed and the harvest that takes place. Connecting with the water element can involve visiting any body of water, whether it's a lake, a river, and an ocean, and observing the natural flow and rhythmic nature of water, which is so peaceful and calming. Connecting with the fire element can look like igniting your passions through creative expression and a means of rebirth and renewal. And connecting with the wind element looks like breathing exercises, and it can be as simple as taking five mindful deep breaths daily. And the final point that I want to make here is that when you stand grounded in your inner knowing and your life purpose, there isn't much in the external world that can shake the level of peace that comes with that inner knowing. So you really begin to understand the essence of divine timing and how everything is happening for you and not to you. You really step back and engage in life in a much more conscious and mindful manner, knowing that you're not racing and rushing to live out someone else's narrative, that you can really allow life to take shape the way that it was always meant to. So if you want to give yourself some reassurance, you can look back onto the last, let's say, 10 to 15 years of your life and name some examples of how far you've actually come. So you don't get lost in the little picture and you can step back and recognize that there is a much grander, 
more orchestrated plan that is taking place and that we are all just a drop in the infinite. So with that, let's move right into this week's episode prompts for you guys to reflect on. Prompt number one is, out of the four contributing factors to chaos, which one do I strongly resonate with as my potential trigger? Prompt number two, what can I implement in my day-to-day life that reminds me of my inner peace and calm? Prompt number three, what am I willing to let go of that is a source of chaos in my life in order to open space for peace? All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys in the near future. So until then, have a beautiful rest of your week.